0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
1: What's up, sports fans? Thanks for tapping into some untapped keg sports, part of the Believe Podcast Network. I'm one of your hosts, RJ Zimmerman, here with my big, big pal, Ball Belongs to Ball, Mr. Monte Ball, knows for the end zone himself. How you doing there, guy?
0: Quite the introduction, man. I mean, I, I most definitely, I got to figure out how I'm going to live up to it now since I'm not playing football anymore, Fall Belongs to Ball. So I got I to gotta figure out how that's going oh, to gonna work.
1: Is walk into an end zone and then you know you got to take a video <laughs> of yourself like taking in a big breath through your nose. Oh, I still got the nose. That's what I, that's <laughs> I what it's that. gotta be. Not a bad idea, not a bad idea. But you gotta, you gotta wear it. one of your old jerseys too when you do it. <clears throat> yeah, good
0: luck. Uh, right? I don't know if I want to show that much, uh, show that much of my body, <laughs> my 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 love handles. Well, okay,
1: okay. <laughs> I know I we, we, you know what it's called? You know, the Freshman 15 exists. It's the COVID mm, 25. So, right.
0: Well, yeah, very true. I've all, always been well, though, man. I'm good. I mean, I'm in a hotel right now, um, down in the St. Louis area visiting family. And uh, obviously, yeah, we want to stay on schedule to get this podcast going. I think we got a lot to talk about, a lot to talk about regarding sports. We're in the heart of it all. A lot, a lot of entertaining stuff that we're, we're going to be sharing here. But how you doing, man?
1: You know what, I can't complain, a lot going on, feeling overwhelmed every once in a while, feeling fine other times, uh, excited to see how this weekend goes because we're coming to the St. Louis area as well, yeah. so uh, I'm loving the new place, um, I just, yeah, we get there's so much to do, but I guess let's get to it. This podcast, part of the Believe Podcast Network is brought to you by... Balance 7 So I don't know if you heard, but apparently former NBA player Lamar Odom may be returning to professional basketball in Spain soon. Apparently he's going to try out for Paul Gasol's team. He's been taking a new product he owes the credit to, Balance 7. Balance 7 is a pH-balancing alkaline supplement drink. It's like vitamins or supplements in liquid form. Just one ounce a day, three times a day, and in a week, you'll see the effects. You can see how Balance 7 has helped. And right now, you, if you go to Balance7.com, that's Balance the number 7.com, and use the promo code believe, BLEAV, B L E A V, you'll get $10 off their 32 ounce bottle. The bottle lasts 11 days, which is the perfect amount of time to feel the pH balancing drink go to work. Again, that's Balance7.com. And use the code BLeave at checkout. If it worked for him, it can work for you too. Untapped Keg Sports is also brought to you by Bet Online. We're back, better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on to start another football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and football college action this se- this season. With a new updated site and interface. Even more odds, props, and contests, Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use the promo code NFL100. That's NFL100. Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet Online. Your online sports books experts, and remember to bet responsibly. If you do that, know the warning signs and have fun.
0: Right? Absolutely, absolutely. Great job there, reading those sponsors, Moselle. It's important stuff, man. And I think it's as as you already just stated right there. It's important that we mention as well. Yeah, bet responsibly. Understand that if if obviously the betting is is. You know, impeding on your relationships, your your work relationship, uh, all of the above. Please reach out to us. We can connect you with Gamblers Gambling Anonymous, uh, or, or obviously you can reach out to, and and you know tap into that resource yourself. But bet responsibly. Most definitely, be safe, be smart. And, and if you're, not, uh, if what you're you feeling
1: 14. anxiety over it, or you're not having fun, that's probably a sign that you have an issue. And yep. if you can't stop, definitely reach out.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's go ahead and get into it, man. Let's, let's go
1: ahead
0: and jump get into it. Of, we're in the heart of it.
1: Last week, we had no Badger game. So we talked about some more about the state of the Badger program. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. This week, I would say it's the biggest game of the season so far. Even bigger than Penn State. It's the one that everybody was looking forward to. Wisconsin versus Notre Dame. Yeah. Hatch Sh- Soldier Field in Chicago. How excited are you to watch this football game?
0: I'm excited. I'm 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 thrilled because I think you know right now. I think currently Notre Dame's at 12 right now. I uh, may off a couple yep. couple yep. numbers. I'm pretty sure they they're 12, and we're by the badges are 18. So it's it's an important game. It's an important to game, obviously, to possibly get to that point of cracking the top 10 again. Obviously, it's not going to happen if we win. Um, but obviously we need in order to get to you know being ranked in the top 10 we have to obviously get past the 12th team here that being Notre Dame it's going to be exciting man because honestly when you think about it when you look at both teams both teams can, can arguably be you know very similar so the badgers of mm-hmm. course losing to Penn State close game Penn State's looking like a really darn good football team so if that's the only loss that the badgers have for the for the rest of the season that's a pretty darn good season because Penn State's looking like they're going to – Penn State's looking like they're trying to make some noise to get into some college football playoffs. Uh, they're playing some darn good football. And then obviously coming coming uh, back and playing, you know, an easy team, Eastern Michigan, obviously didn't learn much from that game, but obviously coming out with the victory is important. So we're now 1-1. One one. But when you look at Notre Dame, this team has scraped past, barely have gotten past – both of their opponent sets that, that, that they have played, um, that being a, a Tulsa team, too, right? Mm-hmm. Not Tulane. It was a Tulsa too What was the team? Tulane? I think it was Tulane.
1: I can find it. it was
0: it? Yeah, check it out. I think Tulsa or Tulane, but either or. Anyway, this team that they most definitely should it's not actually, have Actually,
1: you're wrong on both. It's Toledo.
0: Toledo. Jeez. Toledo. I knew it was a T team. I don't know why those two names were popping in my head, but Toledo. This is a team that they most definitely should not have struggled with, and they struggled with. In the first game of the season, they struggled with that team as well, too. Um, so, I mean, this is going to be a very good game. I'm Again, as we stated earlier, I think it, you know, the spread is probably sitting at 3.5 right now, probably no. 3.
1: No, what do no, they got I now? I wanted to bring that up. Are you yeah. ready for this spread? I cannot believe Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This. Thinking,
0: this, this is perfect. Yeah.
1: Wisconsin's favored by 6.5
0: oh that's a shame they changed that okay
1: i know it did because when it started um Mm -hmm. monday it was three and it's like yeah okay sure sure for everything that you just stated okay i don't think they're that good what yeah what are they seeing
0: i don't know i think on paper as i stated both teams they look similar they really do uh but again, I was kind of leaning towards that when I was mentioning the Badgers losing the Penn State. If that's the only loss, then this is a really, actually, a good Badgers team. And um, it,
1: and honestly, it was a game that the Badgers lost, but the Badgers controlled that game. Exactly. So yeah. were we too hard on the Badgers? You know, talk the way that I talk about the Packers, the way everything else. the The reason we're so hard on the Badgers is because this is this is how it's uh, been for years, now, right? Right. It's the same thing we've seen for years. So that's why we we're really hard. Like with the Packers is the first time we kind of saw it. Um but one thing True. that we want to say for sure. The season wasn't over for the Badgers, but no. we do not see greatness in this team right now. For mm-hmm. sure. I think that both of us are very skeptical with what this team can do season long. But like you yep. stated, so Notre Dame's 3-0, but that's a very inflated 3-0. Their first game of the season, which was supposed to be a good team, was against Florida State. They right. had to go to overtime to beat Florida State. Florida State Barely is beat 0-3. Florida State exactly. just lost to Jackson State in Week 2. Jackson State, Jackson State. Jackson State. Jackson State, and then they just lost to Wake Forest, and neither game was particularly close.
0: Florida State's not a good team.
1: They are Florida. What happened to Florida State? I don't know exactly. Not Um, a good team. My goodness. So you look at that. You take that into context. Another reason that this game has such meaning, and not just because it's a story, a couple story programs, right? Meeting kind of like mirrors of themselves, except for Notre Dame. Obviously, has had more success as a program, but Jack Cohn coming back facing the Badgers. Uh, You know. His stats. Have you seen his stats through three games, though? Sure. No, it no, doesn't not. look great. Let me read these stats to you. 828 yards, eight touchdowns, and two interceptions in three games. My man's games. playing
0: some football. My man is playing some football. Jack uh, Cohn is making the statement.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, 63% <laughs> completion percentage. You would kind of want that to be a little bit higher, but goodness gracious, those are numbers. Yeah, sometimes some it's not all numbers. on the.
0: Yeah, sometimes it's not all on the quarterback. Sometimes it, you put it in the red basket and they can drop it. Uh, the thing is, I, I wanted to touch on a little bit what you said earlier, where it's this: "Were we too hard on the Badgers?" I think that we were exactly. Our I mean, takes were appropriate because here is the thing: they controlled the game. They play decent football. I mean, obviously, other than their mishaps, but here's the thing you've marched the football down the field multiple times and you get in the red zone and can't score. That's you, you just fans need to be hard on you for that because I mean, you did all the hard work each drive of getting down there. Now you only got six yards to go to score a touchdown. You, you, you know, you, you, you gotta, you gotta put the ball in the end zone. That's the whole point, obviously. And you, you, you did all the work to get down there and you gotta finish out the drive. So, they had multiple opportunities to to win by two scores against Penn State. Um but yeah, still, you know, the your point is most definitely made where it's they still controlled the game against a darn good Penn State team. So yeah, Notre Dame is not looking like that great of a team. Just scraping past Florida State, scraping past uh who they have week two, uh Toledo. Yeah. and then week three, who they just beat. Oh, yeah. Uh can't even think off the top of my head, oh
1: my but goodness, I saw the game a little bit too, and uh, why am I yeah, I just re- it's I all good. Just looked it up, Purdue, Purdue. They, That's right, my, and it was close going the into right the uh, into the second half, and then they pulled it, away a little bit. But yeah, that is this something, is, yeah, that you and I stated right game one was that Wisconsin might struggle with Purdue, and. Notre Dame just beat Purdue by two touchdowns, right? So they they won twenty seven to thirteen. But Notre
0: Dame barely beat a Florida State team that lost to
1: <laughs> Wake Forest. And one thing you and I stated after the last game was, you know, it was Eastern Michigan. They dominated that game as well. They should, right? We learned nothing from that game because you can't learn something about a team from that type of a game, other than you did what you were supposed to do, right? Um, There were some red flags, I think. I think there were some things that we both wanted to do better. You're trying to find your identity. You just had two weeks to prepare for this game. I'm still... I'm, I'm nervous. I'm nervous as a fan, obviously, going into it. I would be taking the Taking the points with Notre Dame, right? I would not be laying any points down on this game. Mm-mm. I, I am nervous. I really want to ask Jack Cohen, the difference between the coaching staffs that he's noticed so far. And then what I want to know as a fan is yeah, yeah. how is this offense going to respond? Because that's what, something that everybody's been critical of is the vanilla nature of this offense so far there's been right. no gadgets I mean you and I were hard on this offense and how you have somebody with the speed of Garendo and he basically you gave him a play to get outside maybe like three times and one time he takes it 80 yards to the house why are we not doing that more often like you know you have somebody you that speed and you're just hammering it up the middle like that's not utilizing your talent to its fullest capabilities. That's why we're hard on on this team. That's why we're hard on this coaching staff on the program in general. Yeah. Um, when you have talent and you don't put it in the best positions to succeed, a la Nick Saban, a la Bill Belichick, Bruce Arians, how are you? Like, what are you doing then to make your program better? And right. that's why we're that's why we're tough on this program. I'm. I don't know. I don't know. There, this offensive line is really, really bad. They even struggled well, a little bit against Eastern Michigan. Oh
0: gee, yeah. I mean, the thing to to, to answer your question there, I, it's it's exactly what we stated before. But I I, I want to dive a little bit deeper into that, where it's yep. this, where you have you have these coaches right who typically go by the saying, you know, don't fix what's not broken, you know, the whole Wisconsin identity, I formation, power, uh, gap schemes, play action. That's it. That's it. Um, but the game has evolved. Players are playing differently. Bigger players are faster than they used to be. Um, smaller players are more physical than, you know, traditional football, uh, you know, shows. And so I think when you have these coaches, right, who've been in the game for so long, they have their coaching schemes that they go into every season with. Instead of actually looking at the players and their attributes, their characteristics, what they're great at, they look at the chalkboard, they look at the whiteboard and say, these, this is going to be our scheme. This is going to be our scheme. Now, how does this player who has never played in this scheme before, where are we going to place him? as opposed to doing it the other way around is where it's like, okay, let me see what talent we got. Yeah. We're going to have our shell, our skeleton of, you know, an idea of the plays we're going to run, but let's check out the personnel. And maybe we're going to have to change some things up due to what our personnel, you know, who is in our personnel? What are they, mm-hmm. what are their strengths? What are they great at? What do they love to do? Getting their input on certain plays. Um, like Garendo. Hey, we're going to start putting you in this package, this pony package. Would Are you okay with going in motion a couple times and not getting the handoff? Like, you know what I mean? Kind of getting that input from the players about their strengths and how to utilize those strengths. I kind of feel like there's a disconnect there. Well, Essentially uh, the same as the – it's it's not exactly the same, but the whole Aaron Rodgers and the GM thing. It's like just, just getting a little bit more input from the player – Mm-hmm. about what you want to see. Like, hey, what do you want to see? I may t- I may take your advice, I may not, but y- you deserve a seat at the table. I think that really needs to start happening. Coaches really need to start thinking about that when when, when it comes to recruiting and stuff. Not essentially getting the player to say, hey, change up the whole offense, but this player is great at this, so I'm going to go talk to this player. Hey, are you okay with doing this motion? Are you okay with running up outside zone 90% of the time? I don't think that the, the coaches are really doing that. I think they're just sticking with their staple plays and trying to figure out how the players fit into that as opposed to let the players dictate what they're good at what they're what they want to see let them like just their personalities come out on the field um, hopefully I explained that well it's 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 just really disheartening to see if we just keep running into this same wall with Badger football and yeah it's early who knows we may we may already have turned it around it may smack Notre Dame in the mouth may win out the rest of the season. Just have a little bit of a pessimistic mindset, and I don't really see that being the case. I don't. I was looking like a, a really, really good football. I was looking better than Penn State. <laughs> so we got to do a better job of utilizing our players to their strengths. That's essentially what I'm getting down to here. So hopefully that long explanation was uh, able to give you guys that, really how I feel. Utilize their strengths, and we're not. We're not, and we're not right now.
1: We're not. Yeah, I I completely agree with that, and it, it it's mainly on the offense side of the ball, ball because the yeah. defensive side continues to show out, even if you feel they are weak. Certain yeah. positions, I think that that is something that Wisconsin has always struggled with is recruiting skill position players, minus the running back. So now you have decent skill position talent the schemes you were running before with maybe a little bit that was more scheme dependent rather than talent dependent. And now you can use some talents to do some other things, but you don't know how, like Uh that's kind of what we're seeing right now. And um, I really hope that they go out and they continue to try to recruit some of these talented players and then build the talent up, not just rely on these, you know, hard work, work, really good work ethic and then probably get a little bit lucky with these walk-ons who uh you know, their junior senior year, they start to pop a little bit. Um, right. That's, I mean, that's where we want to see the change in Wisconsin because yeah. we want to start competing with Ohio state and Alabama. We want to leave the Iowa, the Minnesota, mm-hmm. the Penn States behind where, it's not like once every fifteen to twenty years you're competing for a Big Ten title. Every single year, you have, every year you are not. You're basically penciled into the Big Ten title game with a chance of beating Ohio State, right? Yeah, that's what we Absolutely. want from this program. That's and that seems to not be what the program wants from itself, and that's what's. I think that a lot of fans are where we are, yeah. right? and I think that that. Mindset is what's the old guard is having problems with wrapping their minds around. Is dude, it's been 10 years, it's been 10 years. It doesn't feel like it, right? Because been they've been years. close, because you've had Jonathan Taylor, right? Who put up numbers that we've never seen before from the running right. back position. So you felt like those teams did better than they did, but they didn't. And that's Granted, frustrating. If, we, if we had a no, that was last year. Yeah, never mind. Yeah,
0: last year we didn't have Pryor or Davis because they were injured. Yeah, Jonathan Taylor was a rookie last year. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it goes to show you that ju- just having a dominant running back doesn't work anymore. No. It doesn't work anymore. Defenses are easily scheming against that. Even when you have a running back that rushes for 6,000 yards in three years, but no real, you know, no real great win that that team can hang their hat on. Uh, and that just goes back to what we've been talking. The game is evolving. The game has evolved. We cannot just rely on a dominant running back. We can't do the Ron Dane. We can't do the the Johnson Taylor. I was fortunate enough to have key players around me, but we can't do...
1: Well, your senior year is like the example of what, right. what this yeah, yeah. is, right? Because... <laughs> Coming off that Russell Wilson year, you get Danny O'Brien right. transferring in. You think he's going to be good. He's not really ser- even serviceable, honestly. So then you go to the uh, – He you was know, terrible. Then you then you turn it over to just a game manager, and that's really what Wisconsin has Her, had at quarterback is right. game managers. Or Phillips. Yeah, and that's, that's what we – don't want out of the quarterback position. We want to see growth. We want to see if somebody gets injured, the Tua come in and light the world on fire. It doesn't have to be that level, right? But Jalen Hurts gets hurt. Tua comes in. He's even better. Or uh, Cardale Jones coming in, right? If Dwayne Haskins gets hurt, Cardale Jones comes in, lights up a good Badger defense, and... Next thing you know, you know they're playing for the national championship.
0: Exactly. Mm-hmm.
1: Why can't wrestle
0: history? Thanks. Why
1: can't you have quarterbacks that are developing behind the scenes that can come in and play well? Why is it that the only way that they can progress is playing against other defenses? That tells me that you're not coaching these players up. That you're relying on them to get better on their natural progression through through game time, which that's not what you should be doing. You should be getting better in the film room and the practice, you know, practicing, you know, off the field stuff is where you should yep. be getting better, not just in a game. That's why yeah. you practice. You don't practice. Absolutely. You don't practice to keep doing what you're doing and not losing it. You keep practice to get better. Mhm. I mean, here's the thing. I I,
0: I try, right there I was trying to like picture myself as a quarterback recruit in high school, right? And I get an offer from the University of Wisconsin-Madison. I mean, you know, let's say I'm doing my research, I'm doing my homework. What is a quarterback that's come out of this program that you would want to be like? You, and, and we can't say Russell Wilson. He's a one-year transfer. That doesn't really count. Although, yeah, his stats count, absolutely. But when we talk about the traditional Wisconsin football, what is a quarterback that you can emulate? that you would want to say, like, oh, I want to be like that quarterback. Who? As a quarterback recruit. Who?
1: Honestly, and you're going to laugh at me, Jim Sorge. Who was a backup, career backup in the NFL for, like, yeah. 16 years? But, like, yeah, but that's it. Exactly. <laughs>
0: that's but, that's yeah, but point. A, yeah, exactly. The point, point proven, you got to go so far back to where these kids are going to have no idea. Yeah, you who, never who even who knew who Jim Sorge was. Yeah, some of these people don't even know who I was. Like,
1: yeah, th- that, that I played running back. It's like <laughs>
0: these guys don't there's know these. There's a lot of
1: truth to that, and that's crazy to me. But like, mm-hmm. th- there's a lot of truth to that that they won't remember you even, or even you mm-hmm. know Melvin. They won't even remember Melvin.
0: Mm-mm. No, we're all, it, that's just that's just the natural progression of of uh, right. obviously age. But point proven is if I'm a quarterback recruit. Because here's the thing. When I was recruited by Wisconsin Badgers, right, I had no idea where Wisconsin was at. I really wasn't into college football. I was more into pros yeah. when I was playing high school football. But obviously, once I did my research about Wisconsin football, you know, there's a plethora of running backs that I watched YouTube videos of. And obviously, Rondon at the top and Calhoun and then AD. I mean, all these guys. I was like, okay, yeah, they do a great job of, of allowing for the running back to breathe in the offense. That's mm-hmm. something that I want obviously in the I formation as well. And Hey, you know, I want to be like Ron Dane. This guy won the Heisman. That's what I want to do. I'm to follow this track. And that's what I want to do as a quarterback recruit. Who the hell do you, who do you look at? No one. That is a di- That's a direct reflection of the program in regards to, are you, are you developing these quarterbacks? Are you, are you developing these quarterbacks at all? Or you just have facilitators? As you already stated, we want to get past this whole just a facilitator quarterback because it's not working anymore. The game has evolved. Watch how the Bears play now. Now that Andy Dalton is injured, and now you got a Justin Fields, an actual true, granted, Dalton is somewhat a threat on his feet. Not highly of a threat, but not a great threat, but he can get you some yards on his feet. But now you got a quarterback that can most definitely take it to the house on his feet. Um,
1: He's no Daniel. The,
0: drama, the game,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> the game is different though. That's that's just the thing, man. Is we got to get past this whole. And, and as, as a quarterback recruit, I watch and tape. Right, it seems like right now we have the proof, the proofs in the pudding with Cone, now transferring to Notre Dame and throwing the ball deep, just taking all kinds of shots. It seems like they don't allow that at Wisconsin. So if I'm a recruit not only am I going to be handing the ball of 75% of the time, the 25% of the time when I do get to throw the football, I, you only give me like two reads. <laughs> it's, it's, it's night and day difference. In my opinion, it's just on, written on the wall that we literally have to do a significant and a very serious self-diagnostic check on our recruiting, And then obviously are recruiting for the quarterback position. That's just what it is. Who is leading the charge in that recruiting room? Are they exhausting their resources for some of the recruits in Cali, some of the recruits in Florida, some recruits in Southern Texas? Are we going out there and seeing them? Are we taking the private jet and sitting in their living room? Yeah. Are they going to come into Wisconsin? We don't know. But here's the thing. If I'm a recruit and you don't go the extra mile to at least – make me feel somewhat important then i'm not gonna
1: come and bust my ass for you that's just it
0: so i feel well, like we need to do all that we can
1: and then that just that's leads that. to the saying you miss 100 of the shots you don't take exactly, exactly. why wouldn't you ju- exactly. just throw it out there because one of your you got the money. parts could be you could be the first you could be the one that we point to and say you could create the legacy you could be a legacy starter you could, oh, this, Wilson yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you could take this, yeah, yeah. So you could take this program over the top,
0: yeah, yeah. And here's the thing, Russell Wilson. I mean, he 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 did play very very well, but that's the thing. We're not even asking for somebody to come in and be like Russell. You don't even have to be. You don't even have to be in the same ballpark as the way that he was playing. Just, just be a threat. Just be a threat at that position. That's it. Just be a threat. Jack Cohn right now for Notre Dame is a threat. He's not a flashy threat. He's not a Russell Wilson, but he's exactly just what we need at Wisconsin. (laughs) Just somebody who can put up 800 yards in three games.
1: And their running back still has 211 yards after, you know, I guess it's been three games. Malusi has two fifty six, but it's only been two. So, you know they're still yeah. running the ball somewhat effectively, right? So you got a quarterback for eight hundred yards, yeah.
0: And of course, you are not going to have two fifty yards on the ground, but you are in the two hundreds.
1: <laughs> so, so we are excited for the Jack Cohn coming back playing <laughs> Wisconsin, right? How do you think this game is going to go? How do you think it's going to play out?
0: Uh, I'm a little nervous too. Um, I'm nervous mainly because. Um, it's it's not it's not a home game for either team but still I, I think the badgers on the road makes me nervous makes me very nervous the badgers on the road um so it's a new environment for a lot of the, these these young players um it's in an nfl stadium so that's a shocker already um many distractions i just i i just feel like in in order for us to come out with a victory um and obviously this goes in for, for every game, but I think it's just more so now with this Badger football team, based on their first two games, ball is ball security. Yep. We really got to focus on that turnover battle. We got to win the turnover column. We have to be plus, at least plus one in the turnover column. We have to. We have to. I think if we do not get any turnovers, we will not win this game.
1: I agree with you there. I'm also, I'm, I mean, I've stated it before. I'm nervous about this offensive line. I think that you get down, you give up a touchdown on that first drive. You start to try to make plays with your defense. You are susceptible to a, a qu- another quick strike, right, which is what happened Miami. against Penn State. Your defense tries to make a play to create a turnover, and you end up giving up something. Now all of a sudden you're throwing that ball. and I, yep. I mean, even when you, on your first drive, I don't know if this offensive line is going to get any push. You see it when you get to the red zone. There's no push. It's There's zero. It's gimmicks to get into the end zone. And that yeah. makes me nervous. However, maybe maybe they've heard the talk and they have something figured out. Maybe they're like, you know, this Garendo kid is pretty fast. Maybe we should uh, run some motions and maybe fake a couple jet sweeps running, uh, you know, some dives and then give it to <laughs> him. And then all of a sudden he goes. Maybe... They decide that, hey, we need to call some different plays to put these guys in position to make some plays.
0: If I got a player whose speed is at a 99, this is literally what I'm doing in the playbook, the playbook room, in film room. I'm going to be like this Hey, uh, I'm going to circle him with the laser. When I'm talking to the office coordinator and the other coaches, and am to be like, I don't give a crap how we do this, but we're getting him the ball in open space. Period. Maybe a pitch. I don't know. Period. Just give the him the in. ball. And- Open space. Here's the thing, RJ. If I do not see Garendo getting carries in this game, sick a, not a significant amount, but a, a a good chunk of of some outside zone, maybe yeah, some sweeps. That's what I was gonna
1: say. If we I'm see sick. three quarters of his carries <laughs> in the the you know one or the two gap, right? I got problems. I got massive yeah. problems with this offense, and yeah. that's what I, I'm wondering if. They might finally bust out the playbook and call some plays that aren't just like these little, um, you know, the, the vanilla these these plays right. that we expect, what we have seen. If they do that, they could put some points up because this right. obviously we've seen this Notre Dame defense can be had.
0: This is a big this is a big game for Coach Chris in regards to the program as well. This is a big booster game too. those boosters I mean obviously Notre Dame's got money uh private school but this is a big booster game in regards to funding um also for coach Chris's career too I think because Notre Dame is yeah again they're not playing the best football now still early but it's still a decent program pretty good program actually Mm -hmm. more than decent um so this is a big game man and then obviously we'll we'll stay tuned to see what the heck's going to happen but we know what should happen. We know what they need to do in order for the outcome to be favorable for the Badgers. Let's just see if they do it. Let's just see if they do it.
1: A lot of people have been extremely excited. This is the week they've been waiting for since last year when it got canceled. Um, I'm excited for the game. Even I hope it's not going to be, but I could see this being another Penn state game where it's really ugly and boring to watch. And basically when you're watching the whole game, you're punishing yourself because you're watching the whole game. Right. Um, I mean, they're going to they're throw a D. How, how do you think this? Well, so did Penn state. They're going after Nelson. What do I you see? Me. What do you see? Yes. Yeah, they are. Um, <laughs> how do you, how do you see the final score coming out? You think Wisconsin survives? I
0: like, I like the six point spread. I do. Um, I was more comfortable with the three points. I'm going to go with my gut. I'm going to go back to my three-point spread on this. I'm going to say I think if Wisconsin wins the turnover battle, yes, I think we win by three points. The Badgers do. But if the Badgers fumble, and I'm telling you, if the Badgers lose a turnover, or lose a turnover, that's what it is, if the Badgers have a turnover, uh, as in a negative one, I think that we lose this game. I really really do because I think Notre Dame's most definitely going to capitalize on it. Notre Dame right now, I guarantee they have been practicing a much more just m- way more emphasis on stripping the football. More emphasis on attacking the ball whenever they go in for a tackle or trying to rattle the quarterback cadence all of the above. They're just to get that center quarterback exchange messed up. They watch film too. So, yeah, I get three points. Um, if I had to choose, I give it to Wisconsin. I give Badgers three points. Yeah.
1: One my thing three. that I wanted to bring up earlier that I didn't. Um, do you think that Berger emerges in this game finally? Do you think that this could be a game? Because he looked actually, I would say, good last game. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. No.
0: But that's Eastern Michigan.
1: Right. Yeah. Uh
0: No. I don't think so to me he still plays nervous right to me to me burger still plays a little timid um and this is a big game wow. so I, I i hope hopefully i'm hopefully i'm wrong but it, but it, but if to answer the question i think he still needs a little bit more time to kind of get over that hump of of nervousness of of afraid to make a mistake and i think this is the game that is i mean you're playing a Notre Dame team at soldier field this game has been circled by every single Badger fan. I don't see him emerging yet. I see it being, I see it being Malusi and Garendo, Ger- Isaac Garendo and Malusi. This game pulling away with with the stats. Hmm. So in the
1: backfield, here's how I see the game going. Yeah, what about you? Yeah, I think the first drive you are going to see a different Wisconsin offense. I think you're going to see them finally utilize Danny Davis, and people are going to get excited because they're going to go down and score touchdowns. touchdown. It's going to be quick. A lot of Danny Davis. It's going to look good. And then I think that they're going to go back to their same old, same old good stuff. <laughs> and I see Notre Dame getting a couple quick strikes, like I said, and taking this game 24 to 10. That's how I think it's going to go. 24 to 10, two scores? and um, Two? yeah. I think it that, is still Jimmy Leonard's defense. Yeah, that's why I think it's only 24 instead of 34. Because <coughs> I think it's gonna be a couple cheap, cheap, like two long plays, which that's what this defense can give up. We saw it with Penn State. Like you're trying to make a the play because water. you are trying to be the offense, and that's when you get beat. Yeah. And that's that is the 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 heel. That is what their weakness is. So that's how I feel it's going to be. I hope I'm wrong. I was wrong about the Penn State game, kind of, with how the score ended up being. So maybe I'll be wrong about this one too. Um, I just don't – I I don't see this Badger team beating a good team unless they finally put it together. I just don't see it happening. So I mean, here's I the thing. Say, Notre Dame is not even the toughest on the schedule. No. And that's what I'm worried about. Iowa. Iowa. Minnesota.
0: Michigan. Michigan. Michigan next week. A resurgence. Yeah. I mean we'll see. We'll see. We shall see. But I all in all
1: This Wisconsin team to... is gonna struggle with Purdue. Ugh. That's what I think. We'll see. So we'll see. Exciting game. Can... We'll see who's right. Indeed. This is, uh. I mean, we'll cover it. We'll cover it. We'll, we'll probably talk about it a little bit on uh, our Sunday show, which is going to move. Absolutely. To Monday, but yeah. Let's Absolutely. talk about the Broncos. Are they for real? Let's move on to the NFL. No. I mean, how real I, is this start? The Broncos start 2 0. They have the, is it the Jets they have coming up?
0: Yeah. I'm a diehard. I'm sorry. Good. Keep going. Keep going. I was
1: just going to say it. So far, they have played the right. uh, Giants in Week One, the Jags in Week Two, and now they get the Jets. Yeah, how are you feeling as a fan?
0: So here is the thing. Yeah, I said I said no as if they're the real deal. I mean, I I don't mean no as if they're they're not capable of being the real deal. I just said I'll pump the brakes, all Broncos fans, and that's including myself. We're all obviously ecstatic, excited. Here's the thing: You'd rather that. Obviously, you want the team to win, even if it is against a not so great opponent. Obviously, you still want that win, and that's what they are doing. Um, honestly, I think the biggest takeaway right now for the Broncos: Yeah, we have the capability of being three and zero. We should be three and zero after beating the Jets this upcoming Sunday. But in my opinion, the biggest takeaway is obviously the quarterback position, that being Teddy Bridgewater. Them making the decision, obviously Gary Payton, Pat. Yeah, I'm saying his name correct. Yeah, Yeah, the GM of the Broncos, making the decision, obviously, to sit Drew Locke. Excuse me, making the decision to go for Teddy Bridgewater and then Mm -hmm. sitting Drew Locke, letting them battle it out in preseason and making the decision to go with Bridgewater. That was obviously been the biggest question mark for the Broncos the last five years, four years, or what have you. Who the hell is going to be the next quarterback? Um, Drew Locke stepped in, didn't do it. Obviously, now they went with Teddy Bridgewater. So my biggest takeaway from the first three games of the Broncos has been that position. And in my honest opinion, I think Teddy Bridgewater is playing some really good football. Again, not so great of teams, but when you talk about great quarterback play, it comes down to decision-making. He's making some really good decisions um, with the football, more times than not, I shall say. Um, He's not perfect, but his decision-making is what's making me feel comfortable. The way that he's protecting the football, the way that he's obviously scrambling, but still making smart throws while scrambling. He's playing some good football, man. Um, and I'll say this. I'll be the first to say this. As a Broncos fan, he's playing way better than I ever intended for him to be playing, even if it is against two. Th- you so, know, the, even if it's with against three teams that aren't so great, mm-hmm. he's still playing above than I thought that he would play. Here's
1: my question for you then, pivoting off that. Has this defense yeah, yeah, lived yeah. up to expectations? Broncos defense? Yes. Yes. You think it has lived yeah. up to expectations?
0: I think so. I think so at the current moment. Yeah. Because here's the thing. I think Saquon Barkley. Yeah, he's still a little beat up, but it's still Saquon Barkley. If you go back and rewatch that Giants game. I mean, this man had. This man had some room to make some things happen, but that Broncos defense, that pursuit was just so fast and so crucial and brutal. To where that he was not capable of escaping. I mean, I think the, I think Barkley on those runs against a different team. I think it's a completely different outcome. Um, so to me, I think that this defense is playing some good football. I hate the news about Chubb. I hate that news. I really, really do. Mainly because I think Chubb's future is obviously still looking bright, but these injuries, of course, are, are, are making making that be a, l- a little bit more questionable than than anybody. What it is. Nick
1: Chubb, yeah, or, or uh, yeah, yep, Brad- or not Nick Chubb. Bradley I always,
0: Chubb. I always say Nick, yeah, I always say Nick Chubb with Bradley Chubb. Uh is it his ACL? Yeah, is it? That's the thing. Is I, I, I am I? I'm sad for him because because we got Von Miller is at the same age now that that uh, Demarcus Ware was at whenever we got Demarcus Ware. Vaughn's obviously only getting older. Chubb yep. was supposed to be the next guy stepping in. Chubb can't stay healthy. So obviously Chubb knows what's going on upstairs, what they're starting to think. Maybe they need to start shopping for the next Von Miller and possibly trade Chubb or get rid of Chubb. Those are all things that Chubb is thinking about, and that's just disheartening news with him. But outside of that, still Shelby Harris, still Von Miller, there's still Jackson back there? Still Simmons? I mean, this defense is still flying around and playing some good football, but they have been playing against inexperienced quarterbacks. They have that being a Daniel Jones, that being a Trevor Lawrence, and now it's going to be against the Zach Wilson. So they're doing what they should be doing. Let's just see them do that against the Chiefs. Let's see them do that against the Chargers. Let's see that. So all oh, was in all,
1: an ACL it was an ankle injury. Oh, I thought it was his AC. Nope.
0: I must have got that mixed up with somebody else. Um but yeah, he's injured for sure and that's just not good news. Not he good still news at all. to
1: come back this year. So that's good.
0: That is, yeah. He's 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 been getting injured a lot, but the thing is with the with the Broncos is yeah. I mean, obviously if the defense just stays intact, obviously hopefully somebody steps in for Chubb and makes it happen. But we're going to be playing some good football. Yeah. I just think that to be tough getting past the Chiefs, though, um,
1: absolutely is. No, it is. It's it's tough to get past the Chiefs.
0: Yeah. So honestly, not much, not really much yet to talk about with the Broncos because Giants, Jaguars, Jets. It's like playing Eastern Michigan three times in a row. You're not right. really learning too much, but at least my biggest takeaway, and just to end this segment real quick about the Broncos, that I want to hear about these Packers is Teddy's doing what we want Teddy to do what we hope for Teddy to do. Making great decisions with the football and bringing a little bit of pedaz, 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 whatever the saying is to that quarterback position, becoming a threat. So we just got to keep it going, man. We got to keep it going.
1: So before we move on to the Packers, before we move on to the Packers, D-Rose asks in the chat, uh, any, are there any surprises to the start of the year? The Panthers are 2-0. and Is there anything else that surprises you?
0: Surprise to the year. You know, this is going to go against the grain a bit for some folks, but, hi, buddy, how you doing? Good. What you doing? I'm playing. You just playing? Mm -hmm. What you? What you? And eating? Can I have some? Yeah. Where's 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 your brother? Oh, right, wait,
1: wait, wait, wait,
0: Dad. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Like, oh, God, wow. oh, I can
1: hear him. Says, oh, no, right, well, is that I good? Got a brown. Got
0: a brown. Yeah. Yeah. Hi, buddy. Is that good? That's that good. Yeah. It should be clean. Mm. Yeah. So when it... So what was your question
1: again? Can Daddy have it back now?
0: Your question was.
1: Sam, I'll see you tomorrow, Uncle.
0: See you tomorrow, buddy. Yeah. What was your question, RJ? I lost my train of thought real quick.
1: No problem. So D Rose asks, uh, "Are there any surprises at the start of the NFL season? The Panthers being two and zero with Darnold." um anything else here's here's the thing
0: i am gonna go against the grain a little bit here um honestly for me the biggest surprise has been the buccaneers um even though they won the super bowl last year still i agree the way that they're playing right now is if they have not missed a step because here's the thing when you traditionally when you look at the game of football the teams who win the super bowl the following year they typically obviously you have your anomalies you have the broncos back in the 90s going back to back you got Obviously, you got the Patriots. um, But usually these teams, when they come back off of a Super Bowl win, right, a lot of these players, they disperse. They're not with the same team because Mm -hmm. they balled out that final year because they knew they had to ball out to get picked up, obviously, on another contract. So, obviously, by balling out, a byproduct of that is making it to the Super Bowl and winning. I'm surprised by this Buccaneers team because the way that they're playing football right now is – as if they already have solidified their seat at the ship. Um, and that just is not what I was – I was not anticipating that. I wasn't. What about you, man? I wasn't anticipating that. Them that.
1: playing at the level they're playing surprises <laughs> me. Um, I think – Yeah, they're, they're yeah. playing really good. That's – I mean, I, I'm not going to lie. So I th- the Panthers played with a lot of effort last year. They were – very bad when they played the packers last year and that defense <laughs> even with a lot of young people they um they they played really hard so i am surprised with how good that panthers defense is i'm not surprised with how good the offense is and as far as anything else i mean it honestly nothing really has surprised me that much with these uh this year, maybe the 49ers injury problems still being there surprises mm. me because what have they had, five running backs go down? I mean, it's the same with the uh, Ravens that they've had so many running backs go down, but I don't know if there's been a lot of surprises for me, though. Not really. It really not a doesn't. ton. It's still early. It's too early. Right. It's way, wait. too Here's early now. one of my biggest surprises, transitioning. How bad this Packers defense is. So... Okay. Why is... I think I'm going to go
0: try out for cornerback for the Packers. Because it seems like... How many more mistakes do they need to see before making a decision? My... From Kevin King. Or about Kevin King.
1: (laughs) I don't... And it's not not just Kevin King. It's not just Kevin King. It's It's not.
0: But as we were talking, as we were texting each other about him... He almost let up a half right before half touchdown.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> the only thing is, he was actually good in coverage on that play. So if he'd have caught it, that was an unreal almost catch by Seifus at the end of the first half. But yeah. what happened before that? What's happened? You know, he. Daddy, it's Daddy. the corners. <laughs> get, 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 get yep. The Daddy carries. will be out in a minute. Okay. It's, you, the, it's the cover two. The it's
0: the please? cover two man. Cover 2, man, they keep doing that. It's not working.
1: A lot of people raise their eyebrow at the hire of their uh, defensive coordinator because he was mediocre at all their stops. And they were a top 10 defense last year. Every year under Mike Patton, they got better. I thought Mike Patton was thrown under the bus in the 49er championship loss and then last year in the Buccaneer championship loss when it was really the offense that you were not in a position – whatsoever to win those games because of the offense, right? Yes, you gave up some long touchdowns. Yes, you could not stop them. You got three turnovers on Tom Brady, and you could not capitalize as an offense to take those. Like that is, and then to say that the momentum was going to swing, you get three turnovers, that momentum should have swung, right? That is my problem. And then you, you hire a coach who comes from the Rams, Great defense. Great defensive coordinator there. So, hope maybe he's going to bring some of those principles over to the Packers. Their defense is. We've had some historically bad defenses in Green Bay the past 10 years. This defense is the least watchable. The least watchable of any of those defenses. Getting torched. You have all pros on this defense doing nothing. You have talent on this defense. You have most of this defense that was a top 10 defense last year back. And they are constantly, not just getting, like, beat in the run game, but there's effort questions. There's obviously scheme questions. And then there's the report that at halftime, you were down at halftime to the Lions. To the Lions. And it's not because your offense didn't play well. Your offense, two of the three possessions, scored a touchdown, right? You are giving up chunk plays to this Lions team. And finally, the head coach has to go to the defensive coordinator. Your offensive-minded head coach goes to the defensive coordinator and says, you either need to get pressure or you need to drop back in coverage. Pick one. That's reportedly what happened at halftime of that game. Now, yeah. don't get me wrong. They made some adjustments at halftime and came out and stopped the Lions. That right. is a positive. They did something different. And what they did was they put Alexander... One side of the field kind of put him in the slot and said, just take it away. Basically, the Jalen Ramsey role just finally said, go ahead, go ahead, Jair, you do your thing. And he did. And then they put Eric Stokes in the outside, King on the other side, because there was some miscommunication going between Stokes and King. And then they both played well on the outside after that, especially Stokes. Stokes, I mean, the jury's still out, but he looks like he could be a solid cornerback in the NFL and that's what you need so now yeah. you you do that you brought a little bit more pressure we need to see a little bit more out of Rashawn Gary but this defense is a problem Aaron Rodgers I don't they, understand. the offense if you can get this running game going this offense looks really good the question is can you get the running game going how they use Aaron Jones how they use right. emotions they had AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones in the game at the same time I loved all of it. Rogers left some plays out on the field. Obviously his deep passes were off to Valdez Scantling. Um but Rodgers also had some, you know, throws that it's it's maybe like two or three quarterbacks in the league can make these throws.
0: Yeah, he's that looked phenomenal. really
1: good. But again, there were a couple touchdowns that he left on the field because of bad bad throws. So hopefully he needs to step it up a little bit more. But like we talked about, like I did not I was not gonna panic after that week one loss. There were some mm-hmm. questionable things mm-hmm. concerning effort. There was still some effort questions in the first half, second half the effort was ratcheted up. Like somebody got chewed out because uh pretty much everybody, starting with Devondre Campbell in the middle, stepped it up. And it had a really good second half on the defensive end, um, but there are a few questions on offense. Maybe some execution things when it comes to uh, p- good throws. Lazard isn't really hasn't really been a part of the game plan. You know, Tunnyan mm-hmm. had a touchdown, but that was about it. And then you had you know, Valdez Cantling still looks like he could be good. It's just we got to hit those throws. You know, those throws you got to hit some of those plays. I think the Packers are still going to be good. I think they're still set up to be a good contending team. But they have a lot to work on for being a contending team. And that should make people nervous. And I think that defensively, there's a lot that they need to work on, and it should make people really nervous. And David Bakhtiari can't get here soon enough.
0: (laughs) I think it's... For me, man, I got I got to stick with my gut on this, man. I think it's because just like you stated, this is somewhat the same team almost. I mean, we're talking a darn good Packers team last year uh, that should have beat the should have should have beat the Buccaneers. Uh, most definitely should have beat the Buccaneers. And so I I, got to keep my – I'm going to hang my hat on it again, man. It's team morale. I think the team morale is down. And here's the thing. Not player to player. I think the team morale is down between team and organization. Because here's the thing. When Aaron Rodgers aired everything out, what if some of those players didn't even know most of that? And so now, once he literally cleaned out the closet of all the crap that he's upset why he's upset with the organization by how they let some players go, not getting his input on on who to bring on the offense. So letting all of that out now, these players are like, hold on, if they're treating Aaron Rodgers this way, they don't they don't, they don't give two crabs about me. They don't care about me. They don't. You're treating Aaron Rodgers this way, so you don't care about me, and that's all it takes, man. That's all it takes—is that little bit of a cancerous cell placed inside that locker room. And and I, and I apologize. I'm not. I'm not cancerous. Obviously, very serious things. But but for lack of a better explanation here, it's just very disastrous. It can be just that little yeah. bitty seed planted in that locker room can be the downfall of an organization or or, or of the team's ability to play because now they're like yeah i'm sure they still want to play hard they still want to win but they still have that in their mind it's like you guys are treating Aaron Rodgers that way you don't give a crap about me you don't care right so we're just we're just out here just just we're just bodies to you and and that in my opinion is is what's going on right now i think once he aired all of that out because he knows this is his last year in, in that uniform so he's like screw it i'm telling them everything just to protect these players who still got a couple more years on contract with you guys. Now, those players are questioning, do I want to stay here? Do I want my agent to fight for a better contract with the Packers? No. (laughs) So that's my take, man. I think I still hanging my hat on it. Team morale with the organization, I think, is to shit now. (laughs) It's my language, but I think so.
1: It's true. (laughs) So this week they'll have a good test in the 49ers. We'll see where they come out. I have a feeling they'll be ready, more ready for this game than they were for the first two. I don't know why they weren't ready for that Saints game the way they were. Part of it might have been the preseason, working through some jitters, just needed to be punched in the mouth in order to wake up, which it could be. And maybe it was the first half of that Lions game too that they needed to be punched in the mouth because they came out in that second half and really handed it on both sides of the ball. One thing I'll say about the Lions that I said that they would do they play with a lot of effort. They really did play in that second half, up until that final whistle, yeah. with a lot of effort. Everything was effort. Like that's that's a good sign for an organization, and that's a good sign that they actually made a right hire. Even with everybody making fun of them about Dan Campbell, well, he seems they like know a, that a coach that players are going to want to play for.
0: They know that, that division's up for grabs.
1: Yeah, that's that's why uh, uh, seeing
0: seeing the Packers get blown out. At the first game of the season, I'm you know, that's hope for a beaten down organization in that division. They're like, wait, okay, and we got a brand new quarterback in Chicago. So granted, we don't know how he's gonna play. Um obviously after Dalton's injury. So Lions, of course, are playing with a little bit more effort. They know that they they possibly have a shot. Possibly. <laughs>
1: we'll see. I said at the beginning of the year that I could see them going, you know, eight and nine um, this year and being like third or second in Packers? the division. No, the lions, I could see a path. I could still see that path. Um, I, I mean, they had a couple comebacks and honestly, if Cephas continues to get better, they might have a wide receiver on their hands besides Hawkinson that they can really throw to. Um, yeah. 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 So we'll see, we'll see how the 49ers Packers go. Obviously I'm going to be watching that game. I'm excited for it. Um, I really want to see Lafleur and Shanahan. Still, I think that this is a little bit of a coaching rivalry because they come from oh, the yeah. same <laughs> this, that same tree. They coached together for so long. The first year that they were both head coaches, they met in the NFC Championship game. Like, yep. Philosophies, their philosophies are actually fairly similar in how they do things. So, I'm excited for this game. I think it's going to be a good test for sure, and we'll see if Joe Terry learned a little bit. I honestly, Wait, I is it home, the, home or away? Away. So I, I still think the Packers, the Packers do not travel to California well. Like in the right. since Lafleur took over, I don't know what what it is about California and the Packers playing. But I think the Packers are going to win this one. I think they're going to win by a touchdown. Okay. I, I think it's going to be high scoring again. You know, it's going to be like uh, thirty-eight to thirty-one, something like that. But right, that's. That's how I think it's going to end up going. And we'll see. Question for you Maybe about- Trey Lance starts in this game finally and never looks back.
0: Right. I got a question for you. <clears throat> question for you about your Packers. Let's say, let's say NFC championship game and obviously Super Bowl is off the table, right? Let's just hypothetically speaking here, Packers are not going to make. Either, obviously, if they don't make the NFC Championship, they're not going to make Super Bowl. So let's say they're not going to make the NFC Championship. To you, what would be then a good, a really good Packers season then? If we already know, let's just say this hypothetical world, we already know that they're not going to make it to the NFC Championship. So then what would make you satisfied right now, this Packers team?
1: Proof that Jordan Love is going to be the successor to Aaron Rodgers. Prove it? Prove it, you said? Proof, yeah. Proof, Proof. that Jordan okay. Love okay. is the successor to yes. Aaron Rodgers. It's Otherwise, no. It's a yeah. response. Um, yeah. That is not – there's no, nothing that – if Aaron Rodgers is healthy this entire season, you do not make the championship game. You make the championship game. You don't make the Super Bowl. It's not a successful season if you don't make the Super Bowl this year. I'm sorry. If yeah. it's Aaron Rodgers' yeah. last hurrah, which it, everybody thinks and it seems like it may be, I'm still not 100% convinced. But if it is, and you do not make that I Super think, Bowl, I it's think, a disappointing uh, year. Okay. If though, I think the only way that you can be successful then is, you know, you you have proof that Jordan Love is going to be the successor and take over after Aaron Rodgers. But
0: that's a good spot to end right there. Sir. It is. That, yeah, that, I got to get brilliant. going.
1: My kids need a haircut. I got. That's a brilliant point. Brilliant response! Brilliant well, response. Appointment scheduled, and uh, I, that was a really good question. You made me think really hard for that one. But
0: well, I been... think it's important because Packers fans know, like you guys, and I'm not taking a jab here, but you guys do get to the door and don't get through it.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: this season right now, it's looking like you're going to be struggling to even get to the door. Yeah. So it's like, so then what would be a good season for the Packers based on them getting blown out week one and? Early struggles with a beat up Lions organization. So, what would be a good, great response? Good response.
1: Yeah. All right. I'll let you take it away. So, we've been on Tap Keg Sports. Find us at Untap Keg everywhere. Look us up. Part of the Believe Podcast Network. Uh, hit us up with any questions. Hit us up on Twitter. DMs are open. Check out our usual Sunday podcast. Uh, we're going to move this one this week's to Monday because we're going to be traveling but uh you know it's about mental health and sobriety life around that thank you for tuning in we appreciate all your love and support let's have a good weekend and remember it's supposed to be fun so let's have some fun everybody